Hello everyone, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Oh, I, I like these non-live, non-video editions of Talk of the Town. A straight podcast. We go straight to the podcast with today's edition on Tuesday, February the 8th. Because uh, when we when we would be doing this episode live we'll actually be out recording with one of our fine partners that had had to record the on the afternoon so uh, we're getting talk of the town out of the way right now still giving you the the finest that we can you know no excuses there sometimes when you take pride as a as a chef you've got to make do with what is in front of you all right, and there's no excuses. If, if if you come into my restaurant, if I owned a restaurant and I make a great chicken parm, and for whatever reason my supplier couldn't get me the regular chicken breast that I like, but still got me another good chicken breast, well, I still have to produce for you that grade A chicken parmesan that you have known to love. Yeah. Oh, or when we're talking about a good a good uh, spaghetti sauce. You know, maybe I can't get the San Marzano tomatoes. I just have regular Roma tomatoes. All right, the flavor might be just a little bit different, but I can still produce an outstanding sauce that tastes similar. Maybe not as sweet, but very similar. Well, we've got a lot to get to, as we always do. And while you cannot see me today on the Facebook Live, you still get the audible chocolate uh, for you. Uh, Don't forget... If you're not already, be following us on Spotify and the iHeart app. Those are the two best places to follow Eau Claire Hometown Media, and you get all the podcasts coming right to you. One of the best things we've been doing now, because we've had so many people joining on. Uh, what we are right now, we're like a shoe. We're like the bottom of a shoe that walk through some sticky stuff and every time we take another step, we're just grabbing on something else onto the bottom of that shoe. That's what we are right now. All right, things are, people are getting stuck to us over the course of the last two, three months. So what we're doing a little bit in the last few weeks is we're starting to re-post, re-drop, if you will, some of our popular podcasts from the past. Now, th- this is not the 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 1980s sitcom uh, highlights episode, the clip show, if you will. Remember how 80s sitcoms would always have the clip show. Well, we're this isn't what this is, and we're not uh, getting lazy. But what we're doing is we're bringing back some of the shows. They've always been there, but we're reposting them and we're putting them at, at the top of the queue, so people that maybe haven't been following us for a while they've just come on board in the last two three months it's very easy for them to have access to these again we're 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 like a shoe that just keeps more and more things get stuck to us as we're walking along and that's a good thing you like being stuck to us uh i'm trying to think about it Uh, we just uh, reposted the uh potty training episode from dose of dog a lot of you have dogs out there Every dog poops. 
the potty training episode from Dosa Dog that just uh, that just dropped. So again, follow us on Spotify, iHeart, and all of that. Uh, we've got a lot to get to as always. Uh, city manager, the Oakware City Manager search. We talked about it last week. They hope to have an offer out by the end of the month. So probably in a month or so, we are hopefully talking about a new city manager. And you can go back and listen to last week's episode as we try to to handicap that race. Uh, I, I, I still, a few days later, think all things equal. You got to go with Dave Solberg. Uh, we, we, you have to be honest. And you have to openly talk about this. That's the key. You have to openly talk about this. And that is... You have a female that is running for this spot, that wants this spot, that is one of the finalists. Let's be frank. There's probably a part of your gut or at least the gut of other people making decisions that are going, it's time to have a female have an opportunity for any number of reasons. A number of them legitimate, a couple of them that are likely artificial as well. And as I said last week, if Dave Solberg was just another male candidate, then absolutely I'd have the tie go to the female. But in this case, what you have now is a guy who's been the interim for the last darn near two years. There haven't been any fighters to put out. He's done nothing to lose the job. And again, it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. Uh, as I said before, he wasn't even a candidate the first go around. Why was that the case? Did he not want it? Now he kind of wants it. Does he really not want it? He's been kind of pressured into running for it. You know, so those are the sort of things you kind of want to ask. But if he really wants it, and he's wanted it all along, and maybe he didn't put his name in the hat the first time, but over time he's really liked it, and people like him, and they want him to run, and all that. You got to go with Dave Solberg. There will be another uh, public meet and greet. They'll have it in a quasi open air environment like they had last year. Uh, so keep eye out for that. Uh, the other thing from the city council, and we haven't touched on it much, and it was hard to touch on it during the Omicron wave, and and we're, we're still kind of in the Omicron wave. But the city council got together on Monday night, and I don't think it's going to be any better on Tuesday. Only four of the 11 councilors were in the chambers in person. The rest hopped on the remote meeting. Only four of the 11 councilors. I think it's pretty much been 50-50 for the last several months. Even going back to the summer, it was never, I think, 100%. You always had at least one or two that were on the video. And over the last, say, two to three months, it's been closer to 50-50. Counselors in person, counselors there. And sometimes I think it's been only two or three that have been in person. These need to be done in person now. These counselors need to start being in person for these meetings. No exceptions. You need to start being there in person. They aren't doing this out of safety. They'll tell you they're doing this out of safety. But they're not doing this out of safety, meeting remotely. 
They're doing it out of convenience. It's the same reason why I know in, in the business I run right here, in a lot of businesses you all work in, you're doing remote meetings now out of convenience. And there are some positives to it. There's a lot of positives, in fact, to doing some remote meetings. But you do at one point have to start meeting in person. And having hybrids aren't the answer either. If you have some people meeting in person and then the rest dial in, that's not ideal. That should not be the default. And that's the thing. It's become the default for people. And, and, and this is not, again, a whole thing that we should never do remote meetings in the business place, in schools, anything like that, because there are going to be times where meeting remotely would be very good. You know, weather and stuff like that could come into play. But when it comes to government, these need to be done in person. And they're not being done remotely now, out of safety. They're being done out of convenience. Flatly. How do you explain how we've had the same counselors that have never been, that pretty much have never been there in person for the last several months, some that were not going in person in, in the summer months? A few of the counselors did have bad bouts with COVID. That is true. A few of the counselors had COVID, and they had it badly. I want to say John Lore was one who had it very badly. If they are legitimately scared of COVID, legitimately, and I know many of you that listen here are not of the ilk that are scared of COVID, but there's a few people out there that are legitimately scared of COVID. And it has nothing to do with comorbidities or anything like that. They're just scared of the virus. If you are scared for any number of reasons, which are real and they are legitimate to you. I'm not here to say you're wrong for not for being scared. You can be scared. You can be scared of anything. But this isn't that anymore. I don't think that's the case why people aren't doing these meetings in person with the city council. Meeting in person to run our city is one of the things worth taking a risk for. It is worth it. Even if you're somebody that wants to take precautions and you're still very much on, you've got uh, 15 of those N95 masks, all right? And, 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 and you, you, still wash your, you still wash the packages when they come to your front doorstep. I mean, you're super cautious. Even, even stuff that we now know doesn't make much of a difference, you're still doing. If you're all those things... Meeting in person to run our city is one of those things that is worth the risk. It is worth the risk. That's where you, if you're going to, if you're a counselor and you're going to say, hey, well, you know, we're just trying to be cautious and all that, I come back and say, this isn't the Optimist Club. This isn't the Rotary Club. This isn't your, your bowling. This isn't a bowling league. It isn't even the PTA. It's the city government. This is worth the risk for you to be starting to meet 100% in person. You need to start meeting in person. And then shortly thereafter, the meetings need to be opened back up to the public where people can go and attend. And we can pound our fists on the table again that there are spots in this community where you can host these meetings with a little extra space.
Absolutely you can. And I don't even think that's an issue anymore. I think people are, oh, we have decided as a society, by and large, not 100%, but by and large, as a society, people have said, we understand the risk, we understand what can happen. We're, we, we're willing to go ahead and, and face the risks. As far as, you know, skewing social distancing and being lenient on masks and what have you. We, we hear what you're saying. We, we, we've put people in positions to give us advice. We hear what you're saying, and we're bypassing it. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, people want these meetings in person. It's time for the city council to start meeting in person. Other entities in the area and the region are meeting in person. Uh, speaking of which, when you do these things remotely and you're having all of these remote meetings and you're having people being able to dial in remotely. And I, and I remember being able to watch remotely has, all, has existed for, for, for a while, whether it was cable access, TV or, or the Internet. And I think that should always, you know, it should only, it's increased during the pandemic. It should continue on after. I'm, I'm still a little wishy-washy on people being able to participate remotely. I'm a little wishy-washy on that. Uh, there's too many opportunities for issues when you have remote involvement. Uh People are able to bang the transparency argument uh, when you are doing things remotely too often. Uh, they interpret things as being measures to silence issues. Uh, so that's that's one of the things. We talked about it last week there. Well, pe people's go-to for a number of things is uh, just like when we when people were kids and the decision would go, un, would go against them, you'd yell at your parents, well, you're being unfair. Well, now the... the it, it, it's like a lot of these people with a basic education went onto their th th thesaurus. There we go. It took me a while to spit that one out. Thesaurus and went, oh, transparency. All right. So if they're upset about something, they always throw transparency out there while they gather their thoughts as to some other type of legitimate argument. When you're doing all of these things remotely and you're having remote engagement and all of that, there are valid reasons to question transparency. Again, you, you got to have these things in person. First off, the counselors need to be always, they need to all be there in person. And then all these meetings that are being done with the people in person need to allow the public to attend in person as well. All right. You're just, you're just providing that transparency argument fuel to that fire when you don't do it and something else too when you only have a few counselors in person and the others are remote well then no matter what there's talking going on there's interaction going on there's body language that goes on with things i'm not even saying something unseedy is happening uh, on the way to the parking lot i'm not even talking about that i'm just talking about and this is the same with any type of meeting that maybe you're having when you're 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 on the board of your your kids dance team or whatever. 
when some people are in person and some people are remote, the people that are in person are able to have side conversations and stuff like that, both that is relevant and a lot of stuff that's not relevant, but anything that's not relevant can still have some relevancy if it makes sense to that. So, yeah, I think the time's come to start having all these meetings uh, again in person. Uh, the other thing, too, is, frankly, I've noticed this, especially with the fact that the that people cannot attend school board meetings in person. They can't attend, I think, they can't, they, you can't go to the city council. Engagement is much, much less. People's engagement is much less. And it's, you could say, well, people can do it online. It's not even a case of, it's not even a case of people don't know the technology. It's just a sense of, on paper, on paper, in theory, you would think, oh, Somebody doesn't have to get in their car. They don't have to get transportation. They don't have to go in person. It's just easier for them to flip up their computer and away they go. They can they can be involved. And you'd think that would be the case. It's not how it's playing out, though. There's much less engagement with people with, that people cannot go in person. And remember, a lot of people like to go to these things as well and maybe not speak but by going to it in person, they hear the whole conversation. They're not just hearing what their friend said or what this person said or they're seeing a clip or they're just getting it from what I'm saying or they're getting it from a newspaper article. They were there the whole time. They heard the tone. They saw the facial reactions. They were talking to other people around them during the course of this. Time to have these things in person. A lot of emails I get, by the way, are from people that say, hey, it's time to start doing these things in person. And we get a lot of, I, I just got another one today. Uh, we usually get a couple a week from people that claim that uh, they were silenced or somebody silenced them during a remote meeting or whatever. There's too many issues with these remote meetings. As I say, the optics really aren't good. Uh, speaking of uh, the uh, the school board, again, the school board's part of this. The Oak Ridge School Board's been having, now their meetings, I think they've been getting together in person, but they don't allow the public to attend their meetings, so people that want to be involved have to dial in remotely, and that, again, just opens up opportunities for there to be issues. You're providing opportunities for there to be issues by doing it. You know, and I understand with the school board why they went remote, Back in the fall, they didn't allow people to attend the meetings because that was the mask issue and the mask debate. And people were, were riled up and people were pounding their fists on the table and people just weren't being nice. You're not going to silence me. You can't make me wear a mask. And the school board went like, we're telling you what the rule is. We're telling you what we want. You're not following it. We'll do this. Well, the time has come to now, all right, Put the swords down on both sides, and let's start having the meetings in person again. Uh, speaking of the school board, the Oakhurst School Board had a forum, not the board itself, that group EC in the know, 
had one, and again, we talked about it last week. Uh, you know, the, the we'll see if that group, which was born out of, it was born during the pandemic to pretty much be a mouthpiece to 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 bitch and moan about pretty much any type of authoritarian figure. I don't, I don't. They're not necessarily libertarians, uh, with EC in the know, uh, but they're pretty much just against anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a lot of you know, they're, they're against any type of authoritarian figure as far as decisions that have been made the last several months over the course of a year. And there's you know they don't like masks. A lot of the people don't like masks. They don't like vaccine mandates. The all that sort of stuff. So that's where that, that that's kind of was the impetus for this EC and the No group. Well, this EC and the No group put together this school board forum with which say what you will about that group. Hey, good for them. They put together this forum for the seven candidates ahead of the primary next week, held it on Saturday morning. Only four of the seven candidates show up to it. Only four of the seven candidates. The four that show up are, are challengers. Now, one challenger did not, and I lost my sheet here to tell me which challenger didn't show up. But whoever the challenger was that didn't show up, they better have a pretty damn good reason <laughs> that they didn't show up because that's a big missed opportunity. And I'd go as far as to say, you've got the primary coming up on February 15th where you're going to be eliminating one person. That's the person to eliminate right there. That's, that's, that's the person to eliminate right there. Even if, even, if you want, even if you're somebody that absolutely does not want the incumbents to win, that's the person that's got to go. I, the, the challenger, unless they've got a pretty damn good reason. And when I say pretty damn good reason, th they're sick and laid up. Everyone's got kid activities. Everybody's got family activities, and family should come first and what have you. But as I'll talk about in a moment with the two incumbents that didn't show up, when you're going to be on a board like this, you your time isn't just family time anymore. All right, your, your time is up for grabs for the whole community. This is not a job. The school board is not a job. You're, you're pretty much on the clock 24-7. Those are things you have to make those decisions on. So maybe you are going to miss a kid's activity. Maybe you are going to miss a family event. Maybe that trip you had planned is going to have to be bumped. If you don't like that, if you you, know, you, you want to separate work from family life, which you should do, that's great. This is not for you then. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, school, again, they had this forum on Saturday. Only four of the seven candidates showed up. Again, this EC and the No group, is a, they're, they're a partisan group. They're a partisan group for change. They want change. Whatever that change is, they want change. So as we talked about last week, for the two incumbents that are running, Tim Nordeen and Markel Johnson, this was going to be, to use a sports term, a road game. It was going to be a road game. You're going to be coming up against people that clearly, that, that most likely do not like it. That, that, that doesn't matter who you are or whatever, they, they do not want the people that are currently there. They want to try to get them out. You are going to encounter that. But you are elected already 
Tim Nordine and Markel Johnson. You, you've already been elected. You're currently in your, your term. You're just looking to extend your term. You are obligated to talk to those who may and likely do disagree with you. You're obligated. Hear what their concerns are. Hear why maybe they don't like you. And I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance that maybe somebody is sitting there in that audience and they're going, I'm going to vote for one of the two incumbents. But instead, you both don't show up. I can make the argument that the challengers, they're, un- they're under nobody's clock. They're on nobody's clock. They're not, they, they, they don't work for the community. They're trying to work for the community, but they don't work for the community. You as an incumbent do. You already are on the board. Yeah, this isn't an official school event, but it's a school event. You've been asked to come and speak. You've been asked to come and answer questions, and you flat out said no. You flat out said no. You were a no-show. That's not good. That's not a good look for the two incumbents. It's a terrible look for the challenger. Again, one of the seven will be eliminated next week. My personal pick, though, as irritated as I am that Tim Nordine and Markel Johnson didn't show up, it beat that challenger. And I lost the, the piece of paper, by the way. As to where, uh, again, no matter no matter what their excuse is, you know, the challenger has no. Uh, the cha- <laughs> there's your missed opportunity. I do hope that EC and the No group does do does put more on. I'd like to see them do more stuff with the city council. I'd like to see them have more of a regular presence. They 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 started off as a blog, and then they've moved on to Facebook mostly. But I'd like to see them do more. I mean, as as I said, I, 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 I describe them as being, fl- you know, a group that just want they want change and they're not happy with things and what have you. I, they're they're not a down the middle group. I wish they would be a little bit more open about that. Something that irritates me the most. And there's a there's a talk radio show back in my hometown I listen to a lot in the mornings. And something that irritates me are people that clearly have an agenda but never will admit it to you. They think they're hiding it from you. And instead they keep this, it comes back to transparency. They go, oh, I'm just asking questions. I'm just looking for transparency. No, you have an agenda, and that's okay. Give us what you really think. Tell me what you really think. Instead of constantly asking these directed questions and all hiding behind, well, I'm just, I'm transparency, transparency. Any group you don't agree with, you argue they're not being transparent because somebody that you do agree with brought something up and it fits your narrative. Well, you're not questioning whether they're not being transparent. Maybe they're hiding some stuff there and they're just giving you what you want to hear. It's that, 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 That's get down a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> we can get down a, a whole rabbit hole there. But I'd like to see a group like EC in the note do more like to see them have more of a web presence heck maybe they should do a podcast one of our most popular podcasts is mark on unleashed do a podcast 
A uh, couple other things here with this. Uh, by the way, Menominee's got a really contested school race going on. Uh, their primary over there is going to be essentially a, a playoff uh, over there. Uh, one other thing, too, and we didn't have time to talk about it. It's, it's not that controversial, uh, but a good uh, came out of the Oak Park School Board on Monday night. Uh, a family has their kids open enrolled. Big talk about open enrollment because that's been going on this week they have their kids and they've had their kids open enrolled the last few years in the elk mound school district they live way on the western side of eau claire and geographically they're closer to the elk mound schools than they are to any eau claire public school so they would like to disassociate their property from the eau claire school district and be annexed if you will to elk mound and they need an agreement from the eau claire school board Elk Mount also would need to accept them. Well, the Eau Claire School District has denied, and the school board last night voted unanimously to deny the request for this property to be allowed to leave and go to Elk Mount. Now, the kids can keep open enrolling, but remember, there's no guarantee, and you can go through the open enrollment rules there. People can open enroll in any school district as long as they meet certain requirements, as long as there's space. You know, as long as a school district has space and they can take in an open enrollment, you can go there. You know, at first you look at this story and the fact the Eau Claire School District wouldn't allow this family to leave their property. And you look at it and you go, oh, they're being petty. Oh, they're being petty. But then you start looking at the map and it makes sense why you wouldn't. They'd be an island. It'd be a little, little property pulled out and put into Elk Mountain. They're surrounded by, this isn't a, they're not on the border. They're not on the border. They're in the Eau Claire School District zone, albeit not by a lot, but there's other properties that surround them. So they would be an island. And that's where the issue is. Now, maybe a deeper discussion could occur if you look at geography and all that about moving a whole group of properties over to Elk Mound, and that would take a longer discussion and, 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 and all those sort of things. But it makes sense not having this one property be allowed to leave. That would be like the city of Duluth, which is not on the border, the city of Duluth being allowed to be a part of Canada. All right? The, the city limits of Duluth are a part of Canada because you're closer to Canada. That would be that. That's what the equivalency of this is. So you look at that and uh, you you pound your t oh that's being petty oh the school district and then you start going all right well it makes sense why they why they wouldn't allow it because it's it would be an island and it comes down to you know anybody that's done debates and what have you know you, you, the slippery slope argument it's not one that ever wins you points in a in a debate contest but pragmatically it is something that in the real world does play out and you want to be careful about decisions you make now because the decision you make now has impacts down the way as far as when another decision comes up even if you look at that one independently so you look at this if you allow this family to leave then why can't you allow somebody else to leave again they can keep going to elk mound they're not blocking the kids from going to elk mound but 
the property remains an Eau Claire School District property. Uh, back with you on Thursday. Until then, I'm Scott Bonasato saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.